All right, welcome back to From Aid Arbitration. And today's episode is going to be dealing with toxic coworkers. It's one I have been running from forever. <laughs> I have not wanted to do this one at all. And it's by far the most requested one that uh, when people write me requesting episodes, this is by far number one. Uh, a matter of fact, I have dealt with this a lot with people that have emailed me talking about uh, toxic coworkers, how to deal with them. And we've tried to try to help you on that. So I'm, uh, I'm just going to do an episode on it. <laughs> I, I don't want to, I, I hate that I'm having to do this, but, uh, there's a lot of chatter out there. I see a lot on Facebook about toxic coworkers because really it's not my responsibility as a shop steward. I shouldn't have to deal with this as a shop steward. This is management's responsibility that they're going to avoid at all costs. Management doesn't want to deal with toxic coworkers any more than we do. Um, but I've had them. I've had toxic coworkers before. Um, the best day of the week is on their non-scheduled day <laughs> when they're not there. Um, you know, I don't know if y'all have those in your station where, you know, you have that coworker that everybody in the station is thinking, if somebody was ever going to come in and do something, this is him <laughs> or this is her. Uh, if, you know, we're going to be in the news one day. Y'all ever had those coworkers like that? And management will do nothing about it. So today we're going to deal with the toxic coworker. What we need to do as shop stewards, because as shepherds over our flock, which is our brothers and sisters, we're supposed to protect all of them, right? Even that one. We're supposed to protect all of them. If the one strays, what do you do? You go and get it, bring it back. Every time it strays, you go and get it and you bring it back. We cannot sacrifice the rest of the flock for that one. Always remember that. The rest of the flock is hurting when you have that one toxic coworker. The two things that are the most difficult to me to deal with as a shop steward, and I've dealt with both. That employee that is addicted to drugs and alcohol because you're in it emotionally with that individual. You're, you are that, that buoy in a hurricane to them. You're the only thing in their life that is there to help them at that time. A, a storm is raging around them and they are lost as they can be. And you are that one beacon, the one buoy that they can, they can latch on to, to help. And it takes a lot out of you, man. If you've dealt with that employee that is is on drug, uh, is addicted to drugs or alcohol, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you you see these movies about people that are overboard and and they find that one buoy, the thing that's going to save them. That's you, and that's a heavy burden to carry as a shop steward. But we do it. We do it anyway. Toxic coworkers. They're intentionally doing that to you. Uh, they want you to be miserable for some reason. And I don't know what's going on in their home life. That's why I always say you take you protect everybody the same because it may be their home life is causing them so much misery 
that when they come in, everybody else is going to is going to experience that same misery. Uh, that may be them. It may be their upbringing. You know, they may just be miserable at heart. They may just be their their soul is so black and tainted that they want to come in and make everybody miserable. That may be them. They may take great delight in making people miserable. That may be who they are. And the problem is, when you deal with a toxic coworker, is that as a shop steward, and I finally go to management, and I say, hey, look, you got this guy out here, man, or this girl out here, you know, they're making it hell on the workroom floor for everybody. What's the manager going to do? <laughs> they're going to call them into the office, and they're going to say, hey, uh, Corey told me that you're doing this. And then what's the coworker going to do? Come out there and approach you. Hey, man, you in there talking about me? You trying to get me fired? You, you know, and so they leave you with that. And you're like, where do you go? Um, but you, you've got to stand up. As a shop steward, it's going to be the most difficult thing you deal with is the toxic coworker. It's the most difficult thing you'll deal with because it's somebody who's doing something intentionally to, to make you and your rest of your flock miserable. So today we're going to deal with it. I've been running from it. I'm not going to lie. Because if you read the book uh, Snitching for Dummies, rule number one is you don't snitch. You don't ever snitch on anybody. So this is a tough one because what are you basically doing? You're snitching. You're snitching on a coworker. A uh, lot of lot of uh, people have gotten out of the union because of toxic coworkers. One way or the other, you report a toxic coworker, he's probably going to think, well, "What the hell am I paying dues for? You're going to come here and snitch on me?" People that are out in your flock that nothing's happening, union's not getting involved. They think that you're supposed to be doing something. Well, they say, "Well, hell, I'm going to be in here miserable every every day. Might as well have a little bit more money in the bank account." So I'm just going to get out of the union. You're not doing anything for me. <laughs> this happens. This happens. You had people bid out of your station because of a toxic coworker. Has that happened? The best day of the week is when this person's uh, is their non-scheduled day, and you don't have to deal with them. Well, we're going to deal with it today, and we're going to deal with a toxic coworker. And this is what you need to do if you are uh, if you're dealing with it. First off, it's it's management's responsibility. Remember that. Section 115.4 of the M39 handbook says what? It's the frontline manager who's responsible for maintaining an environment of mutual respect, an atmosphere of mutual respect, okay? It's the frontline manager. So it's not the frontline shop steward. (laughs) It's the manager who is responsible for promoting an environment or an atmosphere of mutual respect, So if I'm going to file a grievance on management for a toxic coworker, 115.4 is in my issue statement, okay? Now, what's management's responsibility? We're going to get into a few things. I can't be too long on this episode because I'm going out of town for an arbitration, but I didn't want to just not do an episode. But this one's not going to be too long. But if you look up the Postal Services Policy on Workplace Harassment, And I told you, if you get on the NALC website, you can find this, the Postal Services Policy on Workplace Harassment. And these are things that we're going to use to support our our case against management 
for not doing their job in accordance with uh, Section 115.4 of the M39 Handbook. When you look at Postal Service's policy on workplace harassment, at the bottom of the front page is management responsibility. Okay? Management responsibility. And I'm going to read this to you. All managers and supervisors are responsible for preventing harassment and inappropriate behavior that could lead to illegal harassment and must respond promptly when they learn of any such conduct. Any manager or supervisor who receives a complaint must see that a prompt and thorough investigation is conducted. Investigations of all forms of harassment must be done in accordance with the initial management inquiry process or IMIP. Materials are available in publication 552, Manager's Guide to Understanding, Investigating, and Preventing Harassment. When harassment or inappropriate conduct is found, managers must take prompt and effective corrective action. So basically, we're going to tell management something, and, and under this policy, they have the right to correct it. That's where we're going to get into it with this toxic environment and this employee if they get disciplined because of something that we brought up. But again, if it's to a situation in your station that, that, it's, caused, that it's caused a cancer in your station, that this toxic coworker is one that is, they just can no longer be worked with, this is how we're going to handle it, okay? So it talks about in there, publication 552, all right? And you can find that on the NELC website as well. Under publications, this is publication 552, and this is management's responsibility. So I go into management, and I have some statements from carriers. They may want to be anonymous. They may want. They may tell you, I'm not putting my name on a statement just in case he sees it or, or she sees it. Uh, but we have statements from carriers saying, you know, that this person has caused a, a toxic working environment for me, a hostile working environment for me. This is what they do every day. If I have, you know, if they have to do a takeoff, they call me this, they do that. Uh, they brush up on me. Whatever it is that's making them toxic is going to have to be in these statements. But here's what management's obligation is. And this is publication 552, all right? Management, manager's Guide to Understanding, Investigating, and Preventing Harassment. And if you go to page two, it says overview of steps. And this is what it states. When encountering a harassment complaint or situation, your role as a manager is to stop, listen, inquire, and try to resolve the harassment complaint. Keep in mind that the employee is addressing a sensitive topic. Respond promptly to the complaint regardless of its form or content. And that's the most important thing in publication 552 is that first is that sentence right there. Respond promptly to the complaint regardless of its form or content. So I can have anonymous letters. I can have letters that are anonymously written, that the carrier does not want their name on it. Okay? And I hand those to management. And I would tell them, in accordance with 552, publication 552, they may not know what it is. You can say, Manager's Guide to Understanding, Investigating, and Preventing Harassment. In accordance with that, I'm giving you these statements. We have a coworker that is creating a hostile working environment. 
And it's your obligation under the IMIP process or under Publication 552 to consider these statements. Okay? You're putting the ball in their court. It says, respond promptly to the complaint regardless of its form or content. So now management is put on notice. Look, there's a toxic employee out there. These are the things that they're supposed to do. And here's how we're going to protect ourselves from retaliation. Okay? It, it deals with that. It goes on. Remember that you could receive a complaint with no prior warning. Any report of harassment is enough to start an inquiry. So whenever possible. Now, y'all hear that? Any report of harassment is enough to start an inquiry. They're obligated when you hand them that statement, when you go to them as a shop steward, they're obligated to start an inquiry. It says, so whenever possible, set time aside to discuss concerns. Assess the location of the conversation due to its sensitive nature. So don't do it at my case. <laughs> don't do it in the middle of the floor with me. Be aware of your surroundings and the effect of the environment can have on an individual's willingness to provide information. Bl briefly review the information, policies, and procedures surrounding the issue being discussed. Advise parties of confidentiality rights and their limitations. Discuss your responsibility in handling the complaint. Advise the alleging party that he or she has a right to report any inappropriate conduct without fear of retaliation and that you take harassment and allegations of harassment seriously. I don't know if you've ever approached management before and they're dismissive, but I would, I would print this out and take it to them. I would say, these are your obligations to me and to the people out on the workroom floor is, is publication 552. And I would go over it with them. If they don't want to listen to it, when you file a grievance under section 115.4, of the M39, you'll also say via uh, Article 19, Vehicle Postal Services Policy on Workplace Harassment, and that will incorporate this IMIP and have that in your contentions, the IMIP, the, the Publication 552, okay? It goes on, number two, to obtain the information, and it tells them what to do there. And number three, begin the IMIP process, and it goes over all that with you. Number four, evaluate information. And I'm not going to read this whole publication to you, but it, it talks uh, there about what you do. And then number five, plan of action. Then you have a follow-up. But it's pretty got some pretty neat stuff in here on the publication 552. Then it'll go on to understanding harassment. Purpose of this guide. This guide provides you, the manager, postmaster, or supervisor, with a definition and examples of workplace harassment, including harassment that is illegal under federal discrimination laws, information on costs and effects of harassment in the workplace, investigating action you must take when you receive allegations of harassment or become aware of harassing behavior, action you must take to stop any harassing behavior found in your investigation, and the follow-up and appropriate corrective actions you must take. So, if you have a toxic coworker, I would get online, and if you have the capability of printing, print this out and read it. Publication 552. If you don't have a printer, just read it online 
And you'll educate yourself on what management's are supposed to do, their responsibilities when it comes to addressing a coworker that is creating a hostile working environment. It says definition of harassment. The term harassment is commonly used by the general public and is also defined by law. Federal laws and the laws of each state define harassment, resulting in many different definitions. Because of this complexity, it is difficult to come up with a standard definition of harassment that is correct in every context. However, in general, harassment is unwelcome behavior directed at an individual, which the person finds offensive and harmful, and that a reasonable person would view as unwelcome or offensive. Workplace harassment includes personal interactions characterized by bullying behaviors. Do y'all have that? Personal attacks. Is that going on? Acts of intimidation or threats. Do y'all have that in your toxic coworker? And behavior that may humiliate, embarrass, and belittle others. Harassment can take the form of verbal comments, actions, gestures, and displays. Usually the offensive behavior occurs often over a period of time. Is that happening in your station? Get you some statements. Go to your manager, go to your supervisor, and tell them, I'm putting you on notice in accordance with this postal services policy and workplace harassment. I'm putting you on notice that we have a coworker out there that's creating a hostile working environment that's harassing letter carriers, and this is what they're doing. So I'm putting you on notice. So I'm asking that you start an IMIP in accordance with publication 552 and see what they say. If we have to grieve it, we'll grieve it. Okay, but you've got to put the ball in management's court. That's where this is going to be handled. You're not going to be able to handle it. You've got to put it in management's court. Okay, it talks about costs and effects of harassment. Research indicates that one third to one half of all stress related illness is attributable to bullying in the workplace. Even basic incivility has an effect on the workplace. For example, one study shows the following responses of 775 people who were targets of incivility at work. Incivility included rudeness, insensitivity, and disrespect inflicted by another worker, the instigator. 28% lost work time avoiding the instigator. 53% lost work time worrying about the incident or future interactions. 37% believe that their commitment to the organization declined. 22% decreased their effort at work. 10% decreased the amount of time they spent at work. 46 contemplated changing jobs to avoid the instigator. 12% actually changed jobs to avoid the instigator. Does that sound like something that's happened at your work, looking at your coworkers? Just to stay away from someone who's made a, a toxic working environment? It goes on, harassing behavior is unprofessional. Postal service managers, postmasters, and supervisors are responsible for setting the parameters of appropriate behavior at work and for addressing inappropriate behavior by their employees. Did y'all hear that? Postal service managers, postmasters, and supervisors are responsible for setting the parameters of appropriate behavior at work and for addressing inappropriate behavior by their employees. It doesn't mention shop steward in there at any time. 
Successful managers, postmasters, and supervisors do not harass, bully, or speak to employees in a condescending or threatening manner. Successful managers, postmasters, and supervisors lead by example. They stop and correct harassing and inappropriate behavior by their employees. Is that happening? Is management stopping? I'm going to say that they haven't, or else I wouldn't be doing this episode. It goes on on page 8, your role is management. As postal service management, you must avoid behavior that could be interpreted as harassment, lead by example. Now, this publication, 552, is one that we always use against management when we're doing joint statement cases against management. That's why I know of it. This postal services policy and workplace harassment, these are things that we always used against management when we're dealing with violations of the joint statement. But... It's also going to help you when dealing with a toxic coworker. They go hand in hand. Identify and stop workplace behavior that could constitute harassment. Respond promptly and appropriately to those who come forward with complaints of harassing conduct. And these are things that I would show management when I go in there and I tell them about a toxic coworker. On page nine, it starts what illegal harassment is. Examples of harassment may include making offensive or derogatory comments, nicknames, or slurs, engaging in negative stereotyping, or engaging in physically threatening, intimidating, or humiliating actions. Harassment also may include circulating written graphic material by paper or email or by making it viewable in the workplace that belittles or shows hostility or aversion toward an individual or group protected under the anti-discrimination laws. Have y'all seen any of that going around? Uh, Lindsay sent me a Facebook post today where an individual had got on there and was talking about a holiday we have coming up and would be a violator of that right there. Uh, Stupidity can still be a violator of this uh, publication 552. Ignorance does not protect you from being charged with harassment under Publication 552. Your upbringing doesn't exempt you from being charged with harassment under Publication 552. When you stereotype a group of people and you put it out there for the world to see, you can be held accountable under harassment under publication 552. Okay? It goes on page 10. Hostile environment harassment. Definition and examples. Hostile environment harassment covers a broad range of behaviors and situations. It is most often defined as a pattern of continuing unwelcome behavior that unreasonably interferes with an employee's work performance or that creates an intimidating, hostile, or offensive work environment. Examples of behavior that could result in a finding of hostile environment harassment include using racially derogatory words, phrases, or nicknames, telling jokes or stories with national origin themes, displaying posters or symbols offensive to individuals of a certain race, sex, national origin, religion, etc., making derogatory or intimidating references to an employee's mental or physical impairment, applying pressure for dates, making offensive remarks about a person's looks, clothing, or body parts, whistling or catcalling, using sexual innuendo, spreading false rumors about a person's sex life, 
blocking a person's path, following a person continually. Keep in mind that behavior which is not necessarily sexual in nature, but which is nonetheless demeaning or abusive towards members of one's sex, may also constitute hostile environment harassment. And we're just going to keep going down through here because some of y'all may have never heard of Publication 552. On page 13, enforce policies. Take every incident or complaint seriously. Do not ignore harassing or improper behavior or believe it to be only a personal matter between the alleged harasser and alleging harassee. Conduct harassment inquiries promptly and where necessary, take inquiries to the next appropriate level. Stop all inappropriate behavior right there. Okay? If you go to a manager and you tell them, hey, look, we've been dealing with this coworker for quite some time. The carriers are fed up with it. I'm fed up with it. I've got to protect my flock. Okay? This person has, has made it a life's decision to make us miserable. Every day this person comes in here, he harasses, he taunts, he catcalls, he makes racially motivated uh, jokes. Uh, he does this constantly. You put it in management's court. It says stop all inappropriate behavior. So now they're tasked with, under publication 552, to start an inquiry, an investigation. They're supposed to stop it. Okay? So... Again, that's what this episode is about. <laughs> a toxic coworker. This is this is what you do. This is where we go. All right. If you've had enough, if you've had enough, and you say, "Look, the repercussions on this, I'm willing to face them." As a shop steward, whatever it is, you know, getting confronted, getting out of the union. I've got to do something. And we go to management. Make sure you educate yourself on 552. Are these things being done? Is management handling things in accordance with publication 552? And here's things that we ask for when we do joint statement cases. And management has been put on notice through statements, through grievances, through resolutions. This part right here where it says, it's on page 13. Confer with and inform the manager, human resources, in your local district or area office for headquarters and headquarters field units, the next higher level manager, of any harassment allegations and inquiries. If human resources personnel or others conduct an inquiry or investigation, stay informed of their progress. It is your responsibility to ensure that any inquiry or investigation is brought to appropriate closure. So anytime you take it to management and you say, look, we have a toxic coworker. We need you to start this process. In a day or two, I would ask them, can you show me where you have contacted HR, head of HR? You can put in an information request. So I want to see email transmission, anything showing that you contacted the manager of human resources about this allegation. You can do that. And that'll keep them from just stonewalling this thing or dropping it, you know, because we, we pass the point of no return when we go to management about a coworker, right? Uh, it's the ultimate no-no, but we pass the point of no return when we go to a manager about a coworker that has caused a hostile working environment for my people. 
It is on page uh, 14. It says it is very important to let employees know that confidentiality will be maintained to the greatest extent possible. There's another part. If you go to management and then the, and then the person, the carrier immediately comes to you about going to management, file a grievance on management immediately. All right. And I would say as a violation of article 19 via publication 552, where it says it is very important to let employees know that confidentiality will be maintained to the greatest extent possible. I'd file a grievance on them for doing that. How else would this employee know that I went to management? If management didn't tell them, I went to them. File a grievance on it. It says, however, it is equally important to remind them that at certain points in the management inquiry process and, if applicable, the EEO process, it may be necessary to provide information that will identify the harassee, harasser, and all witnesses to officials such as the manager of human resources. EEO alternative dispute resolution specialist and EEO investigator, but that that's two different things. If you go to management and the and the guy immediately or the girl immediately comes to you after that meeting, then they violated that section of five five two, and then it just goes over the initial management inquiry process. I'm not going to read all this to you. There's still a bunch left. Uh, there's several pages. It, it just is. It is the IMIP process. Get that. Look at it. It's going to help you with joint statement cases as well uh, because this is what we're going to hold management accountable to. But get those things and look at them. Told you it's a brief one, but that's where we're going to go when we're dealing with a toxic employee, a toxic coworker. okay? When we're dealing with that person that they're just not going to correct themselves. Uh, they've made it impossible for your coworkers to come to work and have a good day. They're, the hostility that they bring into the workplace is unbearable. People are missing work. They're bidding to different stations to get away from them. You're constantly having to worry about your back. <laughs> you know, is this person going to come in and do something? It, it's management's responsibility, but management is not going to initiate anything. As a shop steward, it's not my responsibility at all at any time period to do that. It, I read that to you. It's management's responsibility. But as the shepherd to my flock, as the shepherd to my sheep, I'm going to have to take on that responsibility, unfortunately. I'm going to have to take on that responsibility to address a toxic coworker. And so that's how I do it. I go to management and I say, hey, look, in accordance with publication 552, I'm bringing a complaint to you about a toxic coworker. This is what's going on. If you have statements, provide them at that time. If you don't, you read, I just read it to you. You don't need one. You've now brought forward a complaint. And you can say, under Publication 552, I'm making you aware of a toxic environment out there and who's creating it. What are you going to do about it? If anything other than this happens, grieve it. We've passed the point of no return, like I said. Uh, I'm not going to to go to management and then be shellacked by some toxic coworker because management failed to do their job. I'm not going to let it get to that point. If we file a grievance on management for not doing their job as far as investigating a toxic coworker. So those of you who wanted to know what do we do about a toxic employee, <laughs> a toxic coworker, that's what we do. I've kicked this can down the road far too long. 
because I just I hate the thought of my people going to management on our people. I just do. I, I hate the thought of snitching, which is what it's what it is really. But like I said, we're shepherds over the whole flock. I, I can't I can't justify all of my people being miserable because of one. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Um, and, and I get that. I've dealt with it before in my station, the toxic coworker. Uh, I've dealt with it. I dealt with it a different way. And, um, you know, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. But I dealt with it a different way. But you and your stations, go to your manager. Go to your supervisor and say, hey, look, we've got an individual out there that's creating a hostile environment. These are the things that are going on. In accordance with publication 552, I'm putting you on notice. And what are you going to do about it? If they've never heard of publication 552, have it with you. And say, here's publication 552. They should do something immediately. If in a couple of days this employee is still being toxic, I'd go back to management. And I'm going to say, I'm fixing to put in a request to see everything that you've done as far as publication 552. I'm going to put that in, in, uh, in a request form. If you've not done anything, I'm going to file a grievance on you for creating a hostile working environment. All right? If I have to file another grievance on you, I'm going to file a grievance on violation of the joint statement and violence behavior on the workplace. And I'm going to ask that you be removed from your position because you've not done your job as far as fulfilling your obligation under 115.4 and the JSOV. Uh, we're just going to keep doing that until we get it taken care of. Now, once you do it, once you tell management, let it go. Let it go. All right, whatever happens, happens as far as that employee is concerned. I hate to say that. That's the reason I hate to do this episode. I hate it. It's my least favorite one. And it's just me reading a bunch of stuff. But it's my least favorite one because once you go to management about a coworker. Whatever happens, happens. Let it go. Go back to your, your case. Case your mail and get the hell out of there. All right? You got to protect your flock, though. You got to protect your flock. I hope this made sense to y'all. I know it was a bunch of talking, a bunch of reading. But I think you got the gist of it. Uh, the gist is I hate doing this episode. <laughs> it's my least favorite one out of all the 50-something. Because I, I do not agree with snitching. I just don't. But... If it comes to that time, and obviously through the people that I've talked to and I've tried to help, some stations, it's, it's past that point, okay? You've got people bidding out because of this employee. You've got people that don't want to come to work because of the employee. you got to address it. You have to. So go to management one more time. Go to management and tell them that you've got a, an employee out there creating a hostile work environment for the other employees, you put them on notice in accordance with publication 552. That's your requirement. The Postal Service's policy on workplace harassment. You can take that in there. It's the bottom paragraph on it. Read that. What are you going to do about it? And if I have to come in here again because of it, I'll be coming in here with an 8190. Because I'm, I'm tired of my people being miserable. All right. There's your episode. <laughs> Toxic coworker. Uh, I hate it. I hate this episode, but I, I get it. I do. Uh, like I said, I've dealt with it before. I dealt with it in a different way that you cannot 
I didn't do anything illegal, but you know, I addressed it in my own way and corrected it. Um, but you do it through this process here to keep yourself safe. Do it through this process here. Okay. Publication 552, Postal Service Policy on Workplace Harassment, Section 115.4 of the M39 Handbook. Those are the three things you're going to need. Get on uh, from adarbitration.com. Jeremy, have all those things up for you. You don't have to look them up. Uh, Jeremy, have all these things up for you there on uh, from adarbitration.com. Go to this episode. He'll have those things listed for you. You can pull them up, read them right there, okay? Uh, remember, Facebook page from Ada Arbitration to Facebook page. Lindsay's doing a fantastic job on that, man. Uh, she's putting up some great stuff. Uh, get on there. Get on there and, uh, and talk to her. You can email her, email me. Um, but uh, some new listeners, I want to give a shout out to the APWU. I had a business agent reach out to me. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, rural carriers, uh, had some of those from up north, uh, reached out or listening. I appreciate you. Uh, you know, I, I hope that this is helping y'all. Uh, also, Teamsters, um, UPS. I appreciate you listening. Like I said, uh, we deal with a different contract, but it's all about organization and uh, supporting your people. You know, they're your brothers and sisters too. And in the grand scheme of thing, y'all are all our brothers and sisters. We're all in this same fight together. Uh, labor organization, the labor movement, it's, it's, it's catching on right now. It really is. You got Amazon, uh, Starbucks. Uh, these people are fighting their asses off to get organized. And we're with you. I promise you we are. We're with you. I'm thinking about you all the time. I read about you uh, organizing. Um, keep fighting. Keep fighting. And, uh, man, that, that's fantastic. I love seeing it. I really do. But there's your episode. Toxic Coworker. Uh, I hope it's helped you. I do. I, <laughs> I've been skating around it. I may have, you may have felt that in this episode, like, he's not on his game. But it's difficult for me. It is just because the premise, I'm snitching on my people, and you know how I feel about that. But that's what you do. You, uh, you talent through that, that avenue there. And I, and I promise you, I get it. I do. I promise you, I get having to deal with it. I've dealt with it before, like I said. And I know that there comes a time when you can't overlook it any longer. And you just have the powers be, take care of it. And, um, but you got to protect your people, all your people. Okay. Drug addiction, alcohol, you're protecting that one. You know, you're, you're fighting for that one. You and him, you and them, you're in a fight together. Okay. Uh, there's a difference. There's a difference there. This year, you're, you're going to help your, your flock. All right. So next week, I'm going to do one uh, on I cannot be AWOL on my non-scheduled day. <laughs> Had a very good discussion on Facebook this week uh, about that. I can't be AWOL on my non-scheduled day. I, ca- I can't not be. I promise you I can't be. I'm going to talk about that next week. JB's going to come in here and do one on CCAs doing rural carrier work. A lot of people wanting that. I'm going to get him educated on that. <laughs> he don't want to do it, but he's going to do it. Uh, CCAs doing rural carrier work. Then I'm going to do city rural uh, delivery where we fight over city and rural. Okay. I've had an individual wanting me to do this forever. Uh, so I'm going to do that. Um, not next week, maybe the next. I have an episode on that. Okay. That'll be interesting. 
a lot of stories on that. So, hey, y'all, y'all take care of yourselves. Take care of your people. And that's what this one was about. To those of you who reached out to me, I hope this has helped you. I know I kind of muddled through it and just trudged through this one. It was, it's 47 minutes of, of beating myself up. And I hope it didn't come across that way, but uh, I hate doing these things. But, but uh, like I said, I get it. Take care of your people. Uh, y'all have a fantastic week. I'm fixing to head out of town. Wish me luck. Got an arbitration coming up. Very important one. Huge one. There's joint statement on management. It's a big one. It's a big one. So y'all, uh, y'all think about me, and uh, I'll be heading out in just a minute. Y'all take care of yourselves. Hey, I love every single one of you, and I'm going to fight anything I can to do to help you. I'm going to do it. Uh, we're we're going to fight together. We are. Uh, I've had fun with y'all. Really have. If this is the last episode I'd ever done, I've, I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, much more than I ever thought possible, but we've had some fun. So anyway... Y'all take care of yourselves. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next Sunday. All right? Bye-bye.